Hello and welcome to Cannabis Nation, where we help guide you through the wonderful and complex world of cannabis by shedding light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. We are your hosts, I'm Susan. And I'm Nick. Hey, and guess what, everybody? It's our 30th episode! Alright! And we're gonna have a dirty 30 party, and you're invited, Nick! Woo! Alright, Nick and I are gonna be drinking. We're gonna be drinking. We're gonna be smoking. Hence the smoking. And now for my... <laughs> All right. Okay, that was a little whiskey because if you guys remember our 21st episode, we celebrated with champagne as most 21st birthdays are. But when you get to your 30s... You need some whiskey. You need some damn whiskey. You need the hard shit. You need something that says... I'm a goddamn alcoholic drink, and you will treat me with respect like you will now that I'm 30. Mm-hmm. Okay? You've learned yes. some things over the past nine years. Yes, and we don't chase this bitch with water. No, no, no. we take it straight, baby, okay? straight to the dome. Like a goddamn real live adult. Okay. So, American. American. <laughs> Kentucky bourbon. Yeah, baby. Now... In this episode, we are going to have a look back at cannabis events that happened 30 years ago. That's 1992, and baby, that's the year I'm born. Oh, isn't this great? Nick's, this is his pre-Dirty 30 yeah. funk party. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pre-funk. My, my Dirty 30 party is going to be in a month, so uh, yeah. we're just ramping up to it with this episode. This is just ironic that we're in our 30th episode, and... Nick's birthday happens to be next month. And Absolutely be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were hoping we could somehow work it to like do a 29.5, but <laughs> that felt goofy. No, dirty 30 is the only way to go. Yeah, we had to. Yeah, but first, um, before we get back into those uh, previous events, which are going to shock a lot of you about, you know, like just exactly how much did happen in cannabis that mm-hmm. we found. Again, there was a lot there, there 30 yeah, years ago. In just one year. Yeah, crazy. But first, we have to share with you some news from Cali. Nick, tell him. Breaking news. The state of California has enacted a new law to protect workers who use cannabis off the clock. What? They are the seventh state to pass similar legislation to outlaw the use of outdated testing methods, like urine analysis, to determine a worker's employment. Do you mean really the slave ban has been lifted after all this? Excuse me. After all this time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's a really good step in the right direction for sure. Because I mean, using. Uh, it has that says, you know, if you've smoked weed in any time in the last 30 days Jesus. is, you know, you can be especially terminated. with how many legal states that we have yeah. right now, you know, it's, it's incredibly crazy. Exactly. Um, but, uh, employers are allowed to use saliva tests to determine whether or not a worker is intoxicated on the job still because, uh, saliva tests pretty much are instant they Mm. only show it while it's actively in the system got it um so that's still a thing it doesn't mean you can get high at work all day right well you can't get drunk all day at work either so you know what i mean i feel like this you're not supposed well many people do (laughs) well same same with this right yeah exactly so you can still lose your job if you do something stupid while you're high at work right um uh, but it uh, brings us back to uh, the drug testing for employment that started in 1985 under the Reagan administration for federal employees. 
which then extended to all federal contractors in 1988 mm-hmm. with the Drug Free Workplace Act. Yes. Um, then it finally extended to pretty much all employees in the United States in safety sen- sensitive, the quote unquote safety sensitive jobs in 1991. Yeah, because like Lord knows you can't be safe and stoned at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. And once again, using uh, antiquated tests like urine analysis, right. which, you know, that's not telling you while the dude's driving the cr- train if he's high right right now, now it said he's been yeah. the last 30 30 yeah. within 30 days he's been high yeah it was more of a judgment of character not yes. a, a safety concern yes um but I, I think there had been this big train crash in like the 80s that then the guy admitted to being high and said it was because of the drug it wasn't me i didn't do a bad <laughs> job i was high you know it was weed that that killed all those that people evil weed the yeah. devil the devil's the devil's weed. lettuce i was the devil's influenced. lettuce that's, yeah uh, and and I had no control. No. It took over my body like the devil. Like the devil himself. Like a demon. Yep. Um, <laughs> before long, it became the standard for any large employer to do pre-screening for drug use in any position, no matter how much safety played a role in that or position. Or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or not. Yeah. yeah. Even if you had a desk job, whatever yeah. it was. and Cashier know. at Safeway. Mm-hmm. Because that's dangerous. Yeah. Which, as we know from more, a lot of our uh, cannabis and crime episodes in the past, basically uh, racist so black people can't get jobs. Right. Uh, incredibly awful, awful shit that they were doing. Very classist. Yeah. Um, uh, not that long ago in the grand scale of things, Not the that way, long people. ago. Well, in California up until this year. Yes, that's right. Uh, which is wild because they were the first state to legalize medical marijuana back in the day. Right. And we're going to speak to that, guys. Yeah. 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 Very, very interesting. Um, since man, 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 huh. <laughs> took that bong hit first thing. Yeah, seriously. Since medical marijuana became, uh, legal in the United States, uh, this has been a major battle for responsible cannabis users as the standard urine analysis test can detect THC for up to 30 days yeah, after last so. use, yeah. making it nearly impossible for medical and recreational users alike to get jobs without completely ceasing use. That's correct. Which is why I call this slavery, because yeah. now you're just really a wage slave that you're you do not get to live your life outside your work in a way that you want. No, to. we control what you do while you're here and right. while you're not. And I have to say, too, that a lot of this is about follow the money, because when Ronald Reagan did this, one thing that I don't think an- people anticipated was how insurance companies were going to jump on this bandwagon and mm-hmm. say, oh, if you've had an accident. And you you found with THC in your system, we're not covering you. You're, yeah. So this was a way for them to like not cover losses for, exactly. for people. So it, yeah, you know. it put it put the you know um, everything about drug use uh, a complete liability on the individual yeah. person, and allowed you know companies to save money by totally divorcing themselves from any responsibility right. they might have had in the situation. As long as this person maybe smoked some weed a few days ago. 30 days ago up yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. So I just think that this is a right step in the right direction because we still, even though we have legalization in a lot of states, that still is in play. That if you work for a company that has uh, federal contracts and things like that, that you cannot 
participate in the legalized world totally. of marijuana and totally. cannabis, which, you know, you have to fit or, within our box in right. order to work within our system. So, yay, California. Yay, California. Thanks for freeing the people. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, once again, it blows my mind that they were the seventh state to do this. Yeah. You know, like Not that. The, yeah. yeah. And and uh, a lot of the other states were very, very young cannabis uh, uh, legislation, you know, way yeah. younger than California or any of the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agreed. So that being said, and we're celebrating that with a bong hit. Glorious. Glorious. Thanks, Callie. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to go back in time. Do, do, do. The year is 1992. A and pretty it, great one, I'd say. Because <laughs> Nick was born. Yep. And it also starts off with a political, oh, excuse me, political quote heard round the world, people. Whoa. Okay. Now, in responding to a question at a presidential candidate's forum on WCBS-TV in New York, the then governor of Arkansas, Bill Clinton, violated his own rule against answering quote, have you ever, end quote, questions, and spoke in more detail than he had before about his encounters with drugs. He doesn't answer, have you ever, questions? Yeah, no, no, no. But that's like when you do this rules of things that you're not supposed to, like, ever talk about on the political trail and uh-huh. stuff like this. This is one of Bill's rules that he doesn't respond to, to have, have you, you ever. ever, because this is in response to, it doesn't matter what I've done Mm-hmm. Right. It's about what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. It's it's uh, so he's not very good at the game. Never have I ever. No, uh, no, no. He yeah. won't be playing that. No, no. Okay. okay. Yeah. So um, he spoke in more details, right, about his encounters with drugs. And in the interview, he stated that he experimented with marijuana while he was a Rhodes Scholar at Oxford University in the late 1960s. Mm. Okay. But that he had never used any other illegal drugs. He wanted to preface that. And then he said, then this is a quote. This is the one that's heard around the world. I've never broken a state law, but when I was in England, I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it. I didn't inhale it, and I never tried it again, end quote. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody must have like had some hard proof that he did for him to actually go in and say that. But like, obviously, well, you didn't like it because you didn't inhale it, bud. Not, well, <laughs> yeah, you weren't doing it right. You did it wrong. You did That's it wrong. Why you didn't like I'm it. I'm sorry. That's not our fault. Yeah. Well, even though Bill went on to win the presidential election, he was never able to shake his infamous answer regarding his cannabis use. So. I think everybody knows. Right. That, like, ha- has an impression of Bill Clinton saying, "I did not inhale." Uh, Hail. I know, which yeah. is funny because even people who weren't alive then know what we're talking about. Totally. I was know? born that year and I know exactly what that is. Yeah. So congratulations, Bill. That was 1992. What, yeah. a, what a monumentous <laughs> quote to have from 1992. Um, well, uh, the road to legalization has been fraught with many contradictions from the federal government. Mm-hmm. We would like to introduce you to Elvie Musica, mm-hmm. a cannabis activist and one of two remaining patients yeah. still enrolled in the United States uh-huh. Investigated New Drug Program. Hello? And yes, she's still with us. Hello? Uh, 83 years young and kicking. God bless her. She's had a couple dirty 30s at this point. I think so. Let's hope she makes she's it to a third. She's going for the third, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
This is the first and only federal medical cannabis program that stopped accepting patients in 1992. So yeah. it had started before then, which is wild because later we're going to learn about what was happening just before 1992 Two. as well. Mm -hmm. um, but through the program, Musica receives 300 Three joints per, per month. Per month. Approved by the federal government. Hello, so that's the good shit. $300. <laughs> Per month, three hundred joints. Yeah, or three hundred joints. Yeah. Sorry, that's, okay. that's even more. Yeah, uh, that's, that's even way better. more. Yeah. That's way better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. After suffering from eye conditions and failed surgeries her, uh, her entire life, Musika turned to cannabis to help relieve the pain from her vision impairment. Mm -hmm. After experiencing relief from medical cannabis, Musika became an advocate for the plant. Uh -huh. She frequently praises the plant and attributes her vision today to the healing properties. It provides. And longevity, for God's sake. Yeah, seriously. She's kicking and doing well. Right. I, I saw a video of her talking and, and uh, speaking, and with, she's doing great. No lung cancer. Yeah. 300 joints a month. Doing great. 300 that. joints Look a month. That. That's, <laughs> ten a month. 10 a day. That's great. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's, that's a good life to be living. Uh, her vocal support of the plant and clear benefit cannabis has given her propelled medical cannabis conversations. Mm -hmm. Her inspiration to her earned her a spot on High Times 50 Women Honorees Aww. in 2019. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. God bless her and yeah. all the other ladies out there fighting for our health and well-being that cannabis provides. Amen. Uh, she wasn't the only uh, like major inf uh, female influence that no. was around this year as well. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll talk about that later. Uh, okay. No. Or now. Now. We're going to talk now. about Mary Jane Rathbun. Mm -hmm. Okay. We are introducing Mary, Brownie Mary. I don't, some of you may or may not have heard of her, but we're going to uh, school you because when you're in California, August 25th, you're going to want to know this. She was a hospital volunteer and waitress who began baking cannabis brownies in San Francisco during the 1970s, mm -hmm. then distributing them to terminally ill AIDS patients in the 80s. God bless her. Special place in heaven for this lady. Yeah. And in the 1990s, she partnered with her longtime friend and fellow activist, Dennis Perrin, to help open California's first medical dispensary and pass Proposition 215. Hell yeah. Okay. And so that first medical dispensary was in San Francisco, was the first, was the San Francisco Buyers Club, which opened in what? 1992. Oh, imagine that. That's right. See, God, you, I told you guys, when we were looking this up, we we're like, my God, there's a lot of shit that happened 30 years ago. This Seriously. is great. Yeah. And a lot of it's very interconnected, you know? Yeah. So due to her uh, activist activities, talking about connection, Mary was arrested several times. And then uh, the most publicized of which occurred on July 19th, 1992 mm -hmm. in, give me an alley. Casadero. Thank you, California. If you, <laughs> God bless him. Uh, Great money those people spend on your education. <laughs> I always say that. A few weeks later, she testified about the benefits of medical marijuana at a hearing held by San Francisco's Board of Supervisors. Her testimony was so pervasive, listen to this, that the board not only passed a resolution to make the arrest and prosecution of medical cannabis possession and cultivation offenses the lowest priority, quote, end quote, for law enforcement, <laughs> 
They also decided to recognize this beloved activist and her humanitarian work by officially designating August 25th as oh, Brownie Mary that's Day. That's why you were saying August 25th uh-huh. earlier. That's right. Oh, my gosh. That's a freaking California holiday, people. That's great. August 25th. So eat your brownies that day in celebration of Mary because... Even though she is no longer with us, her holiday is still ce- celebrated by the cannabis community. That is absolutely beautiful. Isn't that? I love Brownie Mary. That's Yay! It's also just crazy to me to think, um, you know, as somebody who was born in 1992, mm-hmm. medical, can- medical cannabis was legalized in California four years when I was four years old. Uh, so I don't, I you know, I know a lot of the history of it, but I was not there. I didn't experience it. And thinking that, like, that was throughout the 80s that, like, we already knew. We already knew that cannabis, <laughs> like, helped with cancer yeah. and all this shit. Like, we yeah, already we knew that in the 80s. And yeah. it just, it it depresses me because it is a clear sign of just how slow bureaucracy moves. Oh, my and how, God. Like, I mean, the fact that we're still having issues in lots of states to this day to get medical cannabis. Oh, yeah. Even for just cancer patients alone uh, approved is absolutely insane. And I want to make a sidebar on this because... Back in those days, you've got to remember, like, Ronald Reagan and his ilk, these guys were the guys that had mm-hmm. been in charge. And so that mentality of reefer madness that we yeah. talked about on our last episode was still so well entrenched that instead of finding a way to help people and make money off of mm-hmm. this, both taxes and, and, and all that other stuff that goes yep. with it, they created an insurance money wheel mm-hmm. and other different... How shall I say, um, prosecutor? Well, where you protections you, for for big business to yeah, be able to. Yeah, and not only know. that, you started this whole criminal enterprise mm-hmm. that they made money off of then criminalization. We had the private prisons, which yeah. are you know, uh, you know, yeah, and cannabis st- crimes have the largest portion of uh, of federal prisoners right now. You it's know? stupid. So again, thank God for people like. I mean, she went to jail several times, and mm. I don't know, you guys have maybe heard me say it nauseam, do not underestimate my desire to not go to jail. And yeah. these people, like, go to jail, like, for something, I think, yeah. thank God for these people, because we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah, that is incredible. They are yeah. incredible people. There's, like, <laughs> I, I, the word hero gets thrown around so much yeah. nowadays, but, like, Brownie Mary is a true freaking hero. Absolutely, and she like, deserves her own day. Absolutely. God bless her. And But it's also, uh, you know, the other crazy thing to me is that just, you know, a, ma- a few years later, we're having Operation Pipe Dreams in California oh, yeah. after they've made it the lowest priority. Right, right. But the federal government then no, comes no, in. No, 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 they didn't. You know, they fuck around. It's absolutely wild. Now you know? think now and now we're gonna move on from this yeah, to uh, like huge science news, Professor Potnick. Absolutely. Tell them what like, happened thirty years ago. Yeah, this is crazy. A my, massive scientific breakthrough. So we had already known at this point uh, in 1992, we knew about the endocannabinoid system mm-hmm. because we had studied THC mm-hmm. and how it reacts in our body. Correct. But there were a few very smart scientists who had the thought, okay, well, our body wouldn't create this system for an external influence alone. Right. Like, we, it, there would have to be a reason that and a way for our body to use the system on its own right. without cannabis use or Hello. else our body wouldn't have the system. Not, so, yes, yes, yes. 
1992, uh, McCollum's lab in, uh, isolated the first endocannabinoid, which is a cannabinoid that our body creates naturally and uses within the endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. Um, and that molecule was ultimately classified as the CB1 receptor partial agonist, which we have talked to in a lot of our uh, yes, we a have. little bit more sciencey episodes yes, talking yes, about yes, the cannabinoids yes. and how they interact with the body. Um, in fact, we just recently did an uh, episode on the endocannabinoids. Yeah, and mother's milk and all that stuff. That was wild. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm going to attempt to say this chemical again. Uh, it's been a few episodes since I've actually said it out loud. It was identified as arachidonal uh, ethanolamide uh, named, uh, and named anandamide. Yes, I think you did that well. I kind of stumbled over no, the that's second okay. one. Better than I could ethanolamide. do. We'd still be here. Anyway. <laughs> Arachidonal ethanolamide. That's the good one clean take I just there needed. There you that. go. Uh, but soon after, the lab isolated another endocannabinoid, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm going to skip. Thank you. The scientific <laughs> name Thanks. was referred to as 2AG yeah. from a populist sense. Yeah, so again, those are your two internal you produce major endocannabinoids. Right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Yeah. And yeah. and we as we learn more and more, we learn that there uh is a massive. It's the we know it's the biggest system of yes. receptors in our body. In our point. in our body. Yes. Um Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that <laughs> shit, dude. I know, dude. 30 <laughs> years. Shit. I know it is. Um uh, the also in uh, scientific cannabis news, the International Cannabinoid Research Society, I or see. ICRS. RS. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally cut you off there. No, no. You go right ahead. Uh, is a professional society for scientific research in all fields of cannabinoids mm-hmm. based in North Carolina. Of all places. In the United I'm States like of all freaking places. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> wild. Okay. The ICRS is one of the very few global nonprofit medical societies or associations related to cannabis and cannabinoids. Yeah. The ICRS is a U.S. 501c3 nonprofit organ- organization and was founded. When? 1992. Is it this crazy? It's such an important year. I really, like, again, we had no idea. We were like, mm-hmm. oh, let's have a dirty 30 party. Let's go find out what happened 30 yeah. years ago today in cannabis and what went. Yeah, holy shit. There is absolutely, this is such an important year in cannabis. It's absolutely yeah. mind-blowing. Really. Now, I'm going to have a, excuse me. I'm going to give these guys, the scientists, I'm going to cheers these guys. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Let's put them up in the air. Well Dirty done. Dirty 30. Dirty 30. Whiskey. A little bit more bourbon. No whiskey, no chaser. Oh, God, shit. That stuff is smooth. I want to just interject this for all of you celebrating your birthdays or any other time. If you're going to drink, people, drink the good stuff. If you're going to smoke, smoke the good stuff, okay? Because what you're going to save yourself in time, money, and energy and feeling is going to be so worth it. Because if you drink that shit, your liver is going to hate you and you're going to feel like it's crawling out of your body and it's telling the kidneys, come along, we're out of here. But if you don't drink the good stuff... You might get a little thirsty. You might have a little hang. You'll have a little hangover, but it won't be well, depending on how much you imbibe. Same with marijuana. If you guys think that you're going to save money buying these ounces for under a hundred dollars, how much of that shit do you got to smoke? Okay. Now we just realized three hundred joints 
a month won't give you lung cancer. Not to everybody, but so I'm just saying, but do you want to smoke 300 joints in a month? So let's let's think about, you know, how much we're smoking and the effect it has on you, okay? Life is stuff. too short eh. to smoke bad weed, drink bad booze, or have bad friends. Amen. God, that's a bumper sticker, Nick. God bless you. Okay. <laughs> now, moving right along, the 1992 Marijuana Eradication Suppression Program incorporated law enforcement officers from the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, and the Bureau of Land Management, and U.S. Forest Service, and individual state agencies, and the National Guard. Yeah, absolutely wild. This is okay. the first time there has been a cannabis-specific um uh, eradicate like, yeah operation that is involved yeah. over what is that seven different agencies that have nothing to do with criminal criminal indictments and investigations i mean the u.s forest service what yeah. are they seriously yeah. what are they looking for bureau your matches land, yeah bureau of <laughs> land management what are you what? trying to figure out zoning issues i like, mean what are <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, people can sprinkle some seeds, but then that's supposed to go to the DEA. The Bureau of Land Management just goes, hey, we noticed something over here. But no, Mm -hmm. now they're kind of like... They're roping all these different, you know, non-prosecutional agencies into cannabis prosecution. That's right. Absolutely crazy. Massive. Now, the Operation Red River, a two-state, 20-day eradication effort, seized more than 40,000 sensimilia plants in more than 700 plots and destroyed a potential $12 million crop and 26 tons of processed marijuana that was also confiscated and destroyed. Absolutely massive. Now, That's one thing that we didn't talk about here. They said that it was a potential of twelve million dollars that they destroyed. How much freaking money did they spend? My goddamn tax money to destroy twelve million dollars worth of product. Honestly, with the amount That's that they spent on like Operation Pipe Dreams yeah. and all those other ones that we right. talked about, it was probably at least double. <laughs> Stupid probably... amount. I mean, it's like seriously. Yeah, I, I... mean to to in, for like. Uh, Rope in that many individual agencies, the amount of... Everybody's got to get paid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And they're still doing their regular jobs, too. Yeah, yeah, on top of it. So people are getting overtime, you know? Or they probably... Oh, and this is what's funny to me. I don't know Mm. if you guys know this, but Ronald Reagan, like one of the guys who spearheaded a lot of these different, you know, agencies and facts, because remember, he was the one who said to the Navy, you got to help clean up, you know, about Florida. Well, the mm-hmm. Navy, again, they're not the DEA. They're the no. fucking Navy. Yeah. Leave them alone. They got a job protected. No, never mind. Yeah. Anyway, so he was one of these guys who said when he was campaigning for president, he wanted to make government so small because government had become too encompassing and overseeing mm-hmm. everybody's lives and every facet. Yeah. We're going to make it so small you can put it in a bathtub and drown it. Mm-hmm. Then he creates this whole other like, like, Okay, you got to piss in a jar for a living. Do you know how many yeah. people have to get paid for that to happen? Seriously. Okay, I so mean, government expansion, not suppression. And I just want you people to know that that when people say we need to tone down government, these are the same people who will create whole mm-hmm. new agencies. Well, and that's also the the you know big part too is that like we as we were talking about earlier. Um, making an entire government-wide thing that all federal employees have to test, but then they moved it to all yeah. contractors. So yeah. when even in places that he was making 
the government smaller, all that means is that you're hiring more contractors who aren't government workers. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because that work still has to get done. Oh, (laughs) my God. But we're going to have government oversight of that. Mm -hmm. So they just, like, created this massive bigger web and then uh, then completely just spread all that across it. It it just – it really did did cost so much much more money. So much more money. Yeah. Even if there are fewer government agencies or, you know, because he he was just – Pushing everything into one, you know? Right. Like, the DEA was created from, like, three... Or the FBI was created from, like, three or four different agencies. So was the DEA. Yeah, that's right. It was three or four different agencies that they just lumped together and then put a a little roof over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of calling it all these different Mm -hmm. things. So, okay. And to that point, I'm going to say something about being, you know... Now you're out of your teenage years. Now you're out of your 20s. And you actually have to pull your head out of your ass. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, pay attention to what's going on around you. Yep. And now you're gonna start like, okay, I gotta buy a house. Many of mm-hmm. you are gonna start having families, and you're gonna go, Jesus Christ, this is how much shit costs. Yeah. And then you're gonna start drinking whiskey straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're wanting to want to smoke some good marijuana, mm-hmm. and you're gonna pay attention to what these people are saying, and you're gonna pay attention to how you vote. Definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now we're actually going to get into some uh, uh, non-weed-related 1992 fun facts, just but, because, once again, such a fun year. Oh, my God. It certainly was. So Hold on, though. I'm just going to hit this joint real quick. Oh, you might as well. <sighs> might as well. Speaking of joints, you know, I do think, thank you, I do think we need to say real quickly before we get into the non-weed. Okay. That uh, we have been privileged to smoke some wonderful pot. Oh, yeah. And so could, could you share for the viewers, uh, excuse, listeners, what we are uh, smoking? Yes. We have uh, from in the bong from SubX, we have their Shits Fire. Shits Fire. And then we are working with a Dog Star Carrot Cake. Yeah, it's delightful. Yeah. Very cakey. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely super tasty. Um, a real nice... Uh, smooth and easy smoking, yeah. very even smoke. Like I said, you know, nice. No, does not harsh at all. Yeah, yeah. A it's pretty a nice, like mid heady high. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a nice, nice feel to it. Yeah. Not super heavy or downer. No, not at all. We'll see where the ride takes us. Yeah. All right. So, non. This is this is was again so much there there. All right, now, Bush and Yeltsin proclaim a formal end to the Cold War. Whoa, it's done. February 1st. We have a date. I know. I know. We're like, okay, we're done with this. Okay? That was a big one. That was huge. Uh, I don't know if you were there. The wall came down. There was a party. It was. We're talking Gorbachev, you know, I mean. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. That was pre. No, that's right. When we decided to stop the arms race and everything. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now. April 29th, four officers acquitted in Los Angeles for beating for the beating of Rodney King. And that's when the violence erupts. Holy shit, Tarzan. You never saw anything like it. Yeah. If you look at the footage from back then, you guys, you see people looting and burning. And what was sad, I thought, was that. A lot of the businesses that were suffering were in the black community, and that was the community that was, you know, uprising about the Rodney. Well, we all were. I mean, that was atrocious what happened to that Mm -hmm. man. And so when they were acquitted, you know, that was like, 
What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, everybody was really pissed off. So it was just it was so unfortunate because yeah. I think if these four officers had even like suffered some kind of penalty that that could have been avoided. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, that would, uh, it seemed very intense from what I've read about it. Yeah, and uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say this one. I think it's probably, uh, anyway, this is kind of ironic that 30 oh years ago, th- I mean, and we just, I just realized that I have to read this. Like, I yeah. just realized what was next. I was yeah. going to have Nick read it, oh. but I was like, yeah. <laughs> I go, okay. Yeah, the U.S. Supreme Court reaffirms right to abortion June 29th. Of 1992, and here we 30 are 30 years, years later, ago. and the U.S. Supreme Court then <gasps> deaffirms the right to abortion. I know, and I'm what? sorry. We should have correlated to see what date that was. Would that not be ironic if that was June 29th, that that were right in there, oh that that my happened? God. I mean, it was a, maybe a little bit after, but <sighs> I don't know, actually. I don't know. Okay. So, wow, if it was 30 years to the day, that would be just sickening. I know. Okay. Like, here we go, guys. All right. We're going to have to give you guys an yeah. update on that. Yeah. Well, oh. Another real fun one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer is found sane and determined guilty of killing 15 boys. <laughs> Not just killing. Oh, yeah. Doing doing a lot more. I Doing a lot more. I don't know if everybody knows who Jeffrey Dahmer is. So just in case you don't, we're going to give you a little well, recap. True crime is pretty big right now, but yeah. definitely do. Okay. So this is a guy who not only kills people, then and then like there's some sexual activity, which I don't, I'm not really quite sure if that happened. Uh, mortem, post-mortem, pre-mortem are all therein. But then we yeah. started putting bits of people in the refrigerator and then we would eat them. And part of the deal was, is if you consumed, if you consume this person, this person would always be with him was the theory. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but found sane. Yeah, that's uh, wow. Well, that's a loose definition of the word sanity as I know it. But, you know, OK, I guess when you're like talking about are you fit to understand uh, you know, the charges against you. Uh, is that what they're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Basically, I think, like, the the definition in court, I think, for being found, uh, like, uh, innocent or guilty and pleas of sanity, what that is, is essentially saying, like, um, if you, whether or not you have the ability to tell the difference between right and wrong. Well, <sighs> so if you, if you, you know, then that's what they're saying. is actually a, a good thing because they're saying, no, Jeffrey Dahmer knew no. what he was doing was wrong right. and did it anyway. Right. You know, he might be, uh, you know. Sicko. Yeah, and, and heavily mentally ill, definitely. But. Uh, but he knew the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, still, that's a loose interpretation yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it is. They yeah. make it pretty uh, <laughs> yeah. cut and dry. Yeah. Okay. And then there's John Gotti, famed oh, New York wow. mafia boss, is found guilty, can you believe it, of five murders as well as conspiracy to murder. Like, I love these charges. Not only did you murder, but you conspired before you murdered. Yeah. You know, and then illegal gambling, bribery, and then tax evasion. Well, that's just an old mob standby tax evasion. I mean, you yeah. know, come on. You're going to yeah. put him in jail for that, too? You have, like, the head of um, uh, organized crime. Oh, yeah. And then the uh, most disgusting criminal uh, in the same year. They got what? them both, guys. So weird. 
Now tell him, Nick, the good news. Okay, uh, America spreads its wings and flies <laughs> with opening its first restaurant in China. <laughs> and guess what, people? Apparently, it is freaking a hell of a lot better than any yeah. McDonald's you've ever fucking been to. Yeah. Excuse my French. I mean, China really? does Mickey D's way better. There's fresh food in there, I've been incredible. told. It's like incredible. the promised land. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> yeah. So just do like another another day in colonization, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever we're trying to do. Well, it just goes to show that the Japanese market is a little bit more particular about their food than the mm-hmm. American market. Wouldn't, uh, yeah. Okay, moving right along. Hicksville High School gives Billy Joel an honorary diploma at age 44? What? Oh, God. No, we lost the last number. <laughs> oh, no. It says at age, age four. four. <laughs> Pretty sure that's wrong, everybody. They just knew. <laughs> they just fucking knew Billy Joel would be a national treasure. <laughs> What? A national I... treasure! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what 30 years can do. A so, national treasure of Hicksville. Okay, yeah, I gotta say, I love saying Hicksville High School. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I... I could look up what age it was right now, but no, I'm not No, that's okay. To. It's obviously not four, so it's over 40. If you care, you can look it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, in July, uh, the 22nd day of that month, yeah. uh, Pablo Escobar escapes from prison. <gasps> Shocking. How dun, dun, dun. fun. How absolutely <laughs> fun. What a wild year we have. I know. So many people going in and coming so- out. <laughs> it's like a revolving door. Uh, it was the 90s. What yes. are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, October 1st. The Cartoon Cable Network. Ugh. Oh, you got it. Okay, the cut. <laughs> <laughs> We're falling apart. The Cartoon Cable Network premieres. Yes. Okay. AKA Cartoon Network. All right, and I really liked that stuff. Oh my god. Animani, totally insaney. Okay, so yeah, I can't. No, oh, I think that was our thirty seconds, right? What? Remember, we can't sing or say anything over 30 seconds or we get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Us singing a song is not the same as posting the actual. Anyway. uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. But good call. You know, good check. Thank you. Speaking Uh, of singing. Speaking of singing, uh, Rage Against the Machine's debut album comes out. All right. uh, Which is very fun, especially with its, like, regained relevance with... uh, in 2020 with the uh, BLM protests, but it's uh, it's absolutely killer activism yeah, centric album, like like really good shit. No, 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 and it stands alone. Like you know yeah. what I mean? It really does. It's held its place in time and it's relevant, and you know what I mean. Yeah. And the guys were on point, and it, it's good driving music too. It is. No. It is. <laughs> I do have to fun. say, yeah, yeah. So, I just have to go back for a second because yeah. Cartoon Network that I I didn't get to let the listeners know how important this cable network was for me. It was, it was a big part of my childhood, uh, you know. And uh, that's what was your just, favorite show? Oh, I had so many. I mean, uh, the absolute dumbest show. You, uh, but uh, I was a big fan of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That was uh, so much fun. Mm-hmm. This is like you know. This is a millennial show, you know, uh, for sure. But um, 
so just that's what I was watching my whole my whole childhood. You know, it was Cartoon Network or whatever was on at the time when I was out of school. Right, right, you know? right, right. So uh, absolutely love it. Yeah, I I love the Cartoon Network. Okay, mm-hmm. and I have always enjoyed cartoons. I still do. Yeah. So you know, there's like some really good stuff now. That's even you know, like I don't know yeah. if, if you guys have seen Arcane or anything like that. There's some really good. Not that one, but some really good stuff going yeah. on. Um, so I, I didn't really have, uh, I didn't really have a TV at mm-hmm. this time. So I was. I was actually, this is kind of a funny story. I was saving enough for my um, rug, my uh, oriental, <laughs> excuse me, my, uh, yeah, well, uh, you can't say oriental rug. You can't say yeah, that. Yeah, you can. Can you say that? Now? Yeah. Okay. I have to be careful. It's I a know. banana peel of racism. It's, next yeah. thing you know, you slip on that thing. Anyway, so, yeah, I had to say $500. So I didn't, um, I didn't have a phone and I didn't have TV. So yeah. I could save the 500 bucks. And I lived next door to the guy who sold it to me. And him and his brother, now listen, him and his brother uh, would come over and take the rug and wash it and take care of it and everything. So it was kind of a good deal. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was worth the 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I kind of missed, there was like a whole year there because you got to remember. Where you were just like yug, rug, yug, rug centric living. You yes. Know. Well, and I lived. Where you could see the whole path of the monorail, like from my apartment, mm-hmm. right? So I was in nice digs, you know. So it was, you know, you had want the rug or do you want to like watch TV and like talk to people on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> Skip those. Skip those. Anyway, I just think that because the, then I came later on to the cart work, Cartoon Network when uh, tr- it's trouble. <laughs> And that was a good story. I mean, you yeah. know, like, I love that shit. And I yeah. could get lost for hours. So. Totally. I could totally. see why it was a big part of your life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm turning 30, and maybe that's what my Dirty 30 party is going to be, is just watching Cartoon Network and getting hammered. Okay. Whatever. Okay, you know we'll what? figure it out. Embrace your inner child. Yeah, you know? Okay. And I'm going to say to everybody, happy... 30th if it's your 30th thanks for joining us for our 30th and thanks for being around for so long oh yeah everybody lastly thanks for listening to cannabis nation we hope this has helped shed light on your most uh, burning questions and dankest desires check us out on instagram twitter and facebook the cannabis nation podcast this is nick and susan ending, ending on a hurry.